25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of here. Just, <laughs> just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. What's up with y'all? I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Somebody you can deal with one-on-one, face-to-face, and all that. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Especially, you know, when you have to to call on that insurance. You know, maybe you have that fender bender 11 o'clock at night. Well, you may need to make a phone call. Well, in that case, you have your agent's phone number right there on your phone. You know them personally. You even know where they live. Just go knock on their door because they're your hometown heroes at Farm Bureau Insurance. Hey, Roger. Happy day before Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving Eve. Twas the day before Thanksgiving. Was uh, the day before sweet potato casserole. That's right. Okay, and I have to ask, Roger, you sent me this picture on my phone there uh, in your portion of the Farm Bureau studio of these. So that's a setup where Jake's going to be putting some streaming equipment up? Now, yeah, I, I showed you the back side because yeah. you can read it that way. But on the other side, there are brackets that are going to hold two iPads. Okay. It's going to hold two iPads. Well, that's Sound really Communications, cool. which is this big sponsor, uh-huh. put that together for him. And it's made out of milled aluminum. Yeah. Those are, that's a yellow tech, um, you know, mic arm, really expensive arms and stuff. But they also make brackets. I'm, I'm impressed. You know that. Yeah, but I'm really impressed with this machined aluminum thing. They've got his name on it and everything. Yeah, you tweet that out. People, you, you, I'm going like to do it. Come off of like a race car or something. Yeah, it's really cool. So if you're wondering, like, what are these guys talking about? What I'm talking about is uh, in the afternoons, if you're in the Jackson area, in the afternoons on 105.9 The Zone, you can hear Jake Wimberly on the drive. And uh, he's going to begin. He's working and he's getting in the process of getting ready to video stream everything that he does there for the show. And so they've – one of his sponsors has built this really cool bracket to hold a couple of iPads that he's going to be streaming everything off of and where he can look at it. And anyway, it's very cool. If you ask me, it's very cool. So, um, yeah, hats off, Jake. Now, next question. How can I get in touch with those folks? <laughs> I, I'm not trying to horn in on the sponsorship. I mean, I want one of those brackets also. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool. I want one, and I don't even need it. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, no doubt. Okay, um, listen, I understand also that, you know, Chris and the guys took today off. So, um, you know, maybe a yeah, lot of you that are listening. coughing. Okay, well, good, good. He's got a good day for it. I, yeah. I tell you, I don't know how much rain you guys got, Roger. In North Mississippi, we got a flood yesterday on Tuesday. And so. A little sprinkle here. Did you? Yeah. So, just a sprinkle? Not too bad. Okay, well, here, again, we got a flood. I'm talking. We are sopping wet. It's frog strangler. Yeah, but the 
you know, sun's out and wind's blowing a little bit. So it's going to be a nice day afternoon. So good for Chris playing a little golf. But what that means is uh, if you're listening to this show live in Jackson, central Mississippi, here in the middle of the day on Wednesday, then, you, you know, it's you you may be tuning into a live show for the first time in several hours. Well, I just want you to know we're live. So you can text me. You can call me. Um. I appreciate everybody for listening and, and joining in. However, lots of folks watch the stream. We're streaming on Facebook right now, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt, as well as on Twitter. I am at Radio Wyatt. I say Twitter. It's just Periscope, uh, that Periscope stream. But you'll be able to see the link there on Twitter, at Radio Wyatt, if you want to uh, watch and tune in that way. And to everybody who might be listening later in the day on uh WVBG Vicksburg, 107.7 and 1490 Talk Radio in the Berg. We'll see some of y'all in Vicksburg this coming weekend visiting family uh, for Thanksgiving. And also, hey to everybody in northwest Mississippi listening uh, tonight on uh, WBLE 100.5. So let's talk Egg Bowl or Battle for the Golden Egg. We touched on it yesterday just a teeny tiny bit, Roger. And so I decided to do these polls. I haven't been into the whole do a poll thing on Twitter very much. Haven't done a lot of Twitter polls or on Facebook. Hadn't done a poll very much. But they're, they're, I'm starting to have fun with these things. And so I posted this one too last night on Twitter. It's uh, gotten close to 1,000 votes. And um, let's see, we did it for one day. Close to 1,000 votes in about, uh, what, 12 hours? Yeah, I was up late. That's just the truth. Um, and, and the results are pretty lopsided. And the poll was, what do you prefer? Egg bowl, quote-unquote, or battle for the golden egg? Okay, so I did that on Twitter, but I, I also have a poll, the same question going on Facebook. We're going to look at these results. Now, you remember that earlier in the week I did a, a thing we posted a poll and that question was about the game the state Ole Miss game Egg Bowl Battle for the Golden Egg being on Thanksgiving Day <clears throat> taking place on Thanksgiving night on Thursday as opposed to a Saturday and you'll remember that uh, the, the results were really really close like it was not lopsided either way as far as a yes or a no for you know the Egg Bowl on Thursday night so they're really close, and you'll know, too, that it differed. Like, the Twitter poll had a majority of people voted to keep it on, wait, let's see, yeah, to keep it on Thursday, whereas the Facebook poll had a majority of folks that actually wanted to move it away from Thanksgiving Day and have the thing on Saturday. So, again, mixed results with that poll. You're going to see that with this one, it is definitive. It ain't close, and there are the results are not mixed. They are in lockstep, Facebook and Twitter, in terms of this question. What do people prefer? The tried and true battle for the golden egg or calling it the egg bowl. So anyway, I'll tell you those results coming up. First, though, I want to remind you, the text line is open as is the Divinity Equipment phone, all right? You want to text me, do that at 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Call me 
at 995-1059. That's the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. They are the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. Again, 995-1059. That's the Divinity Equipment phone. And that's where Adam is hanging on. And I don't want to go too much farther making Adam wait. So what's up, Adam? Happy Thanksgiving, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Hey, uh, let me ask you something. I know a few months ago when everybody, few people were talking about, you know, firing Moorhead and all that, it seems like it's the conversation's more and more every day. Yeah. If um, he does lose the ooh, that sounds like a and he does get and he does get fired, which way do you take the coaching search? Do you go after somebody that's proven to win the SEC, like a West Miles or a Gene Chiswick, or do you go after somebody that is a uh, that has been to somewhere like Memphis or North Alabama or North Texas that's got a tracker or winning there, or do you go with somebody that the fans are going to like and that you know can win, like somebody like Mark Hutchins? And I'll hang up and have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too, Adam. Thank you. Yeah, and I want yeah, to get into that how it does. You know, it's kind of picked up over the last week or so. The whole, you know, evaluating the coach situation at State and Coach Moorhead. And I probably need to have a therapy session with Roger. Uh, Roger, because you, you've been in this radio and media stuff longer than I have. And you would I think you'd be a great um, mild therapist because uh, what I mean by that is people with mild problems because you, <laughs> because you don't pull any punches whatsoever. And that's right. really what we all need. Because I'll be honest with you, Roger – Kind of my initial reaction when somebody at this point says to me, hey, let's say hypothetical, they fire the coach. Would you go after this or would you go after that? And what you know, who would you hire? My initial reaction is to go, well, I'm not going down that road because it's a hypothetical number one. It's not fair to the coach who's currently there and has the job. And it may be a waste of all our breath anyway, because it may not happen. Yeah. But but that's you, like recruiting talk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And see, recruiting talk is very popular. And so, Roger, tell me, as a radio show host, if somebody calls and asks that question, should I entertain it and try to answer that question? Is that the right thing to do? Or is it okay to say, hey, personally, I just don't want to talk about that right now? Wow. I think uh, given the fact – you know, it's kind of like you live, you live there. You know, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. in a figurative sense. I mean, yeah, that's like messing in your own nest. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I would say no, I wouldn't. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, so Adam, does that surprise you? No, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I just wanted some honest feedback, and you gave that to me. That's what I'm saying. It's like. It's, it's not a matter of being afraid to talk about it at all. Nobody puts any pressure on me. Now, if I was a former player and an analyst for some schools, some near, some far, yeah. if I was really concerned about keeping that job, I'd have to really be in lockstep and, and always just spit out the company line. That's just not the situation we have at State. They don't put any pressure on me whatsoever. Um, and, and so I don't have to look at it that way. But well, you but, haven't really put yourself in that position, though, have you? That's it. I never really have. And and like in a situation like this, I'm going, 
I just don't know that that's fair to anybody for me to go down this hypothetical on the Wednesday before the game. What if they fire him and then what? Because, you know, it, it I can put it off for two or three days and then we're going to know for sure whether we ought to talk about it. It's <laughs> the way it feels exactly. anyway. Yeah. Now, um, if you want to go and talk about coaches who are, you know, most eligible bachelor type, you know, yeah, whatever. Sure. You know, who, who's looking, who's available, who might right. be wanting a better deal. That's a whole different deal. That's a whole different deal. I, I think you're right about that. You know, and there are certain names out there that are already just on the coaching. They're, they're still coaching at their current schools, but they're just on the car- carousel and everybody assumes it. And that is uh, Mike Norvell, the head coach at Memphis, uh, Billy Napier, the head coach at Louisiana. You know, some names like that. They just, we just assume that the right schools come along, offer them a job, they're going to take it. But even that, we don't know that is 100% uh, reality. Isn't there a website? that these coaches kind of use to look for? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know about that. There are some well, yeah, websites out there. A few years ago there was. There two brothers that had, yeah, that had competing yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. They, they, there are, that's what I was going to say. There are some websites that are sort of dedicated to that, but in, in it's just my observation of those you know, coaching websites from a distance over the last couple of years, they've had a really hard time. And I don't know if that's, you, you know, people in that industry have become more and more wary of giving them any information because it winds up on the Internet. And, you know, I don't know, but they just seem to have had a real hard time here recently. Um, and, and I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, coming up in about 10 minutes from right now, I want to jump into not the hypothetical of what if State makes a coaching change or, you know, if they lose a game and all this kind of stuff. But some logic that is out there. I want to. I'm going to do this. I'm going to address one theory that I've seen pop up out there that a lot of people just accept it. But I'm going to show you how the logic behind that theory and coaching searches and stuff is. It, it, it it's a farce. It makes no sense. It's well, so it's not logical at all. You say the logic is no logic in it. I'll tell you what that is coming up in a little bit. Right now, though, first, uh, some texts here on the text line, 885-ESPN. Dog says, Matt, please tell me what you believe the Mississippi State coaching staff needs to do in order to win the Egg Bowl. That's from Dog. Your three keys to win the game, Dog. I believe, well, certainly three of the keys. There's never just three, but three, I think, that are the most important. Number one, third down defense. You're going, oh, wait, Matt, don't go down this coach speak. No, I'm not. Listen, this is real. <laughs> Third down defense. And a lot of that has to do with what situations they are in. If they are, if Ole Miss is in third and one, third and two, they're going to convert a lot of third downs and they're going to stay on the field and score points. So getting them in third and uncomfortable in third and seven is going to be very important for state's defense and then getting third down stops. It's a huge, huge thing in this game. And that is third down defense for State. Number two is just catch the football. Throw and catch. You know, it's an offense that... I just think that if you look at at some of the games this year that have been the least consistent in the past game, a lot of the problems are dropping a football. And they didn't, especially in the first half of the year, they didn't have those drop issues. They had improved that. 
And then it's like it started popping up later in the year. And I don't know if that's lack of practice time because of injuries at quarterback or what. We saw some drops last week. So just throwing and catching, I think, is really important. And then the third thing I think you have to do is that third phase of the game that nobody really talks about. We always talk about offense, defense. You know, Ole Miss has so much speed on the field that State at times this year to me has just looked vulnerable in the in the kick cover, punt cover. And in a game like this, rivalry type games, you know, a punt return or a kick return for touchdown, but even a big one into the you know, other end of the field, feels like big momentum swings in games like this. And so I think that third phase, I think if you can like if you came away from it going, we kicked field goals better, we punted better, and we covered kicks and punts better. That is a huge, huge part of this game as to whether or not you want it. So there's three keys to win right there. Again, I'm going to give you the poll results, but uh, from Twitter and Facebook, you may not be surprised, but I'll just tell you it's very lopsided. About a 1,000 votes on each. Which do you prefer, the quote-unquote egg bowl or the battle for the golden egg? Here we go. Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson got more than one hanging on. First up, Jason playing in the snow in Flagstaff, Arizona. What's up, Jason? Uh, nothing much. It ain't snowing yet, but it's Good. about to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A lot. So I'm glad the game's on TV. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I was calling because you were talking about feeling like you needed to answer the question about what coaches could replace the coaches already there and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And it hit me. I've been listening to you for a little bit over seven years, and I don't think I've ever heard you get into that nonsense regarding any coach anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's the one thing I respect about you. You don't play around with that stuff and end up on quoted on ESPN as pulling for some dude or some guy yeah. to get fired and all this stuff. Yeah. I think you know, you're doing the right thing there. Well, Jason, I appreciate it. Um, you know, you hear a lot of people, and this is hard to do, and especially in radio, but you hear a lot of people, they talk about being present, you know, um, and, and it's more self-help advice. Motivational speakers talk about it and, you know, making life changes. They, they encourage you to be more present, kind of where you are. Like, you know, if you're a dad and you work and you come home in the afternoons and you're there with your kid. You need to be there with your kid and pay attention to him and put the phone down and be present. Kind of be where your feet are. Don't be looking for the next thing down the road, you know, and always rushing for that. You kind of look up one day and you missed your life, you know. Now, that's life advice. But also, I just kind of feel like there's there's so much of the of the other stuff out there in the sports content world. So, like for you, Jason... You know, you're in Arizona and you're listening to a Mississippi show because this is your home. You know, we're yep. a thousand miles apart, but we're connected as if we're sitting right next to each other. That's life with technology in 2019. And you have access to any number of platforms and hosts and people. And guess what? They, they, this time of year, anybody even talking about Mississippi State, they are all in the echo chamber of what did they fire the coach? Who would they hire? You know, and all this kind of stuff. And so, I don't know. I just maybe I'm different. I just rebel against I, I, that I, stuff. 
I'm not sure if I'll, I'm not, I'm not impressed with him at all. I, I know that, but I don't, I'm not saying they should fire him either. And I, mm. I, there's no way to know who we could afford, who would be available. It's just like old women at the back fence. <laughs> <laughs> old women at the back fence. Well, and that's it too, it, right. yeah. Jason is, you know, how can you evaluate somebody without seeing the whole job? You know, yep. it's, it, I know that, yeah, okay, you're building a house and you have a contractor, you know, a guy who's overseeing everything. And, you know, he's two-thirds of the way. You know, the thing is framed in and closed in. It ain't finished. There's no trim. It's not painted. You know, they're still putting the shingles up. But, and sure, maybe there's things that you wondered or you wondered how well it's gone. But really to evaluate the whole shooting match you just kind of have to wait until he gets the whole thing finished and then see what kind of job he did so i think that's where we are too and we're a day away from the season being completed jason i appreciate your call man thank you all right thank you yeah man i always appreciate you listening happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving jason yeah hey and i got his text he's preparing to be snowed in roger Uh, he sent us the weather forecast here i kind of like that but i you know, I don't think after about a month I'd get He's, over it real quick. He said, thank goodness the game's on TV because th- tomorrow night in Flagstaff, Arizona, snow. The snow could be heavy at times. Patchy, blowing snow. Low around 21. Windy with a south wind 23 to 30 miles per hour with wow. gusts as high as 45. Chance of precipitation, 100%. That was like good weather to be in your fish house. Snow accumulation of 10 to 14 inches is possible. Well, that shut us down down here. Well, you wouldn't see me till February. <laughs> Stick around. Back on the show. What's up? Rolling along with you here on a Wednesday. We are a little more than 24 hours away from kickoff for the 2019 Egg Bowl. Or is it the battle for the golden egg? Which is it? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks for calling and texting. We're going to get to all that. The results. Here you go. I put a poll yesterday, last night on Twitter, and then I think, uh, again, the same thing on Facebook this morning. And the question is, just simply, what do you prefer? In other words, kind of what do you say? What do you go by? What should the, What is the game called as far as you're concerned? Is it Egg Bowl or is it Battle for the Golden Egg? Well, it is conclusive. Okay? It's conclusive. On Twitter... 71% say Egg Bowl to just 29% for Battle for the Golden Egg. And I can like uh, Battle for the Prolate Spheroid. <laughs> the, That's pretentious. Battle for the Shiny Golden, golden Oval. <laughs> uh, on Facebook, more of the same. 478 votes for Egg Bowl, 
152 votes for Battle for the Golden Egg. And so pretty much everybody just says, hey, it's the Egg Bowl, man. That's what it is, Egg Bowl. And so that's something that has been coined later in this rivalry. It obviously began as the Battle for the Golden Egg. And I will read you one of the comments on Facebook. Ross Swanner, who is a friend of mine, a co-worker for the football games that we broadcast for Mississippi State on the weekends, including we will be uh, on tomorrow night. You'll hear our voice here on the station. Ross is our engineer, meaning he's in the booth with us for these games, and he's the one that makes sure that what you hear on your radio, the cowbells aren't too loud and that our voices mix in and that we can hear Jay on the sideline, is that all that. Ross said, you never heard Jack Crystal say Egg Bowl except in scorn. It is without a doubt the battle for the golden egg. Also on Facebook, Hugh said, the Egg Bowl was coined by an old Miss writer for the Clarion Ledger, which at the time was owned by the Hederman family. Says Hederman. The, the Hederman? And says yeah. the, the Hedermans were huge old Miss people. <laughs> he says, we never heard Jack Crystal call it the Egg Bowl. It's a battle for the golden egg. You know what? I didn't know that that thing went back to 1901. 01. Um, on Facebook, Roger, uh, a guy named Tim sent me this, and it looks like it's copy and pasted from a story. Now, I don't know if this is Wikipedia or what, but the history of the Golden Egg, it goes back to 1936. Okay, well, this was maybe written in 36. Well, okay, because... I was on Wikipedia where I saw they, that was the game, name given to the Mississippi State-Mississippi football rivalry. Maybe it was formalized. Uh-huh, later. formalized. Yeah. This thing that was written in 36. It's goes, the 10th longest uninterrupted series, though, in the country. Oh, really? Well, that's saying something. Let's see. Mississippi State will make its 10th straight bid for possession of the famous Golden Egg Trophy, which has remained in the hands of the University of Mississippi since it was first offered in the fall of 1927. As an aftermath of the hectic goalpost episode of the 1926 game, which resulted in a general free-for-all when the Ole Miss supporters attempted to take the goalposts after the game. Was it a brawl? (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. The student bodies of both institutions sent a group to a meeting to draft a constitution for some sort of trophy, which was to take the place of such demonstrations. Following is a copy of the original document, which has been carefully preserved in the files of this school. And then I'll just give you the first paragraph here. We, the students of the University of Mississippi and Mississippi A&M College, in order to affect a better understanding in athletic relations, to foster clean sportsmanship, and to promote a lasting tradition, do hereby enter into this agreement to wit. (laughs) And then there you go. The trophy is known as the Golden Egg. Therefore, the game was known as the battle for the golden egg. You decide. All I know is that modern day, everybody says it's the Egg Bowl. Paul is on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Paul, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Just right. Enjoy the show. Thank you. I know, Matt, you've got your uh, finger on the pulse as close to anybody, but I'm just wondering, because I'm hearing all kinds of things, but... Do you feel like that the coaching staff and everybody at 
Mississippi State has still got control of the team to the point that they're going to come out tomorrow with a uh, game plan to execute, and they're going to yeah. and they're going to put forth the effort that that they have to. Or, yeah, or is it just? But I mean, I'm, some of the other shows uh, are just basically saying that you know they're going to mail it in, and that they just have zero motivation yeah that's kind of hard for me to believe yeah no there's not i'll talk to you it's not listen paul it's not a zero motivation thing and this i will tell you with great certainty okay and it is coming from me and people are either gonna you know believe me or not what i find is in stuff like this a lot of times fans will find a lot of you know how in the Bible, Paul, that Isaiah warned about people in the Old Testament. You know, they wanted their they wanted their leaders, their spiritual leaders, to quote say unto us smooth things. Remember that, right? And he warned against that. Yes, I do. And a lot of I times, do. as fans, you get a negative group of fans, and what are they going to cater? What are they going to gravitate to? They're going to gravitate to somebody who's telling them negative stuff, right? Because they want to hear smooth things. Right. Well, what I'm telling you is. They they don't have a situation at state where players are unmotivated or don't want to win the game or and for some reason are like against their coaching staff or split. That's just not true. It's just there's nothing to that. What is true, and I will tell you this, what is true is by this point in the year, not just nine times out of ten, 99 out of 100 times, you are what you are at this point in the year. Right. You don't you don't just get motivated for a game. All this all of a sudden we're motivated. Look, every every egg bowl that I ever took part in as a player, I could tell that my Mississippi teammates, my my teammates roommates who were from Mississippi, they were different the week leading up to the egg bowl. Right. right. And so there's no lack well, of motivation. It's just that motivation goes away, man, once we start hitting each other. And then it just Well, you know, you're I mean, you're right, and but, and I've been around a long time, and and I can tell you, uh, and I'm an old Miss graduate, but there were two egg bowls that I remember. One when Tuberville had obviously uh, checked out and left the team, mm-hmm. and Mississippi State came to Oxford and just rolled over Ole Miss mm-hmm. because it was obvious that they were not prepared to play a ball game. And then another one, a decade later, when Croom had his last hurrah, mm-hmm. and Ole Miss beat them unmercifully. And, and, both and that's of those the thing. Games, it, what you, go both ahead. of those games, they had quit. Yeah, but, but you're talking about quit. two. Ex- you're, you're right, I and mean, you're talking about two examples in what thirty some odd years of playing this thing on campus. That's right. It hasn't but happened very thing, much. Right. Right. You're exactly. I know. I mean, believe yeah. me. I mean, I know the passion. I mean, I've I've been I've yeah. been to every one of them, or I've seen every one of them on TV, and it's it's just unfathomable for me to believe all the things that I'm hearing. No. The just mailed it in, and they're leaving. No, they haven't mailed it in. I they're, mean, they're going out there, and they 
they believe in that locker room they're going to win the game. But what it comes down to is can we block and tackle? Hey, Paul, thanks for the right. call, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving. Y'all stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Yeah, everybody's in the holiday spirit. On the live stream on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt, Joy posted, about to make my pecan pies, happy Thanksgiving, and (laughs) G-T-H-O-M. In the heck? Y'all can figure out what that stands for, (laughs) what it means. Uh, A different woman named Joy commented on here roger she says we are hearing your conversations rather than the commercials during the break this is on the facebook stream and joy uh thanks for watching yeah we do that we just leave it up during the commercial so if you actually watch the stream on facebook or twitter you kind of get a look into what a commercial break's like around here uh and sometimes you'll hear the commercials but sometimes we talk as in that well. case they heard a long history of the uh, egg bowl that's right and the angst in the whole thing goes back to some so it's an interesting bit of history. State had a winning streak back in the 20s, right, Roger? Early 20s. Yeah. And State had a long winning streak in the 13 rivalry. 13 games. 13 straight games. Ole Miss was so ready to beat them. Lord have mercy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if you had a 13-game streak in that series now? And I know it was the different outs- then. State had a 327-33 point differential. <laughs> yeah, they whipped up on a pretty good for a long time. And so Ole Miss won that game in 1926, and they were so happy to win it. The game was in Starkville, but Ole Miss fans rushed the field. <laughs> and they started trying to tear down a goalpost, and so state fans went out there to defend it, and some kids took out some wooden chairs and beat some guys over the head with it. He had injuries. Cane bottom chairs. I'll tell you what, man, those dudes back in the 20s were rough. Those wicker chairs do not break easily. <laughs> no, they don't. No, you really have to hit somebody with it to break They said it. that it continued until most all of the chairs were splintered. <laughs> Golly. I mean, that's yeah. real deal fighting. Y'all, that is a brawl. And I know that I'm a poet and don't know it, but that's an actual brawl. Mayhem. That stuff we had, and they didn't have face masks back then either. That stuff we had last year, people made it. They totally blew that whole thing out of proportion just because guys were flying around shoving each other. Oh, hysteria. Bull crap. Grow up. Go outside. Okay. Um, the text line is active at 885-ESPN. If you're watching the stream, I'll give you the numbers here if you need them. There you go. You can call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 601-995-1059. So call me on the Divinity phone. Or you could text the text line at 885-ESPN. So there you go. Hey, another little tidbit here on the while we're talking about the battle for the golden egg. They have a picture of the program from 1929, and it was on Thanksgiving Day. Was it? Wow. Yeah. A, uh, what do they call it? A Mississippi's football classic. Okay. That's a good name I'm, for it. Somebody on Facebook su- suggested that if it's going to be on Thanksgiving, they should call it the Turkey Bowl. And I think we're too, too far down the road for that. All right, here we go. Unnamed texture says, 
If MSU fires Moorhead after this year, they are dumb. You're giving up on a guy after two years. Not even enough time to get your guys into place. Secondly, no up-and-coming coordinator will want to come there and know they only have two years to win with a program that doesn't get four- and five-star guys. And next year, they will be even farther depleted in talent. Further, he said, further depleted in talent. Well, I don't, I don't agree with everything you said. One, and I'm not getting into the decision on hiring or, or firing or not, whether it's smart or dumb. That's not what I'm saying. But to a couple of points that are in here, I want to point something out where I stand on this. And then I'm going to get to this logic that doesn't make sense that I told you I would get to earlier in the show. So please pay attention. You said you're giving up on a guy after two years, not even enough time to get your guys in place. Y'all, listen. That is one of the biggest misconceptions in sports, particularly college sports, which involves recruiting. You have to go out and convince your players to come play for you. It's not that way in high school, usually. In the pros, you're hiring people. It's different. Salary caps. Recruiting in college football, different. So let's talk about football. It is one of the big, biggest misconceptions out there. And unfortunately, at times, that perception has been spread by coaches around the country who took jobs and wanted and openly lobbied or tried to convince their fan bases but more importantly, behind not talking about in the media, but behind closed doors, they would try to convince you know some of their fan base who was influential that they just needed time and that they had to get their players in there in order for something to work. Y'all, listen, that's not coaching. I will never buy into that. I will never believe it. Now, sure, there's some reality to the idea that a big-time player or two can make a difference on any team? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Go find the next Lamar Jackson. You want to run a spread option offense where your quarterback runs, you're looking for the next Lamar Jackson. And if you don't have Lamar Jackson, it may not go as well. I get that. Anybody knows that. But fans, listen to me. you got to let go of this idea that the SEC schools, all of them, certainly 13 of the 14, that they, at any point in time, have a roster of players that can't be coached to be competitive. They can. And this idea that, you know, us, there, there's one type of scenario and that is taking over a complete dumpster fire. Listen, whoever Arkansas hires is going it's going to take them a couple of recruiting classes to get the team full of, and kind of back up the snuff in terms of SEC players. But a lot of what Arkansas is going through, their players aren't as bad as they've looked. They're just not put together. Some of them had quit. They had no leadership. They didn't believe in the coach, and that's why they fired a coach when they did. But this idea that anytime somebody takes over, if they've got even the slightest little bit of philosophy change, that it's going to take them two, three, four years to get their guys in there and then it'll work. I don't buy that. And I just won't buy it. I want to win now. What are the seniors on the team? 
You know, the sun may run into the moon next year. We might not even have next year. Let's win now. I'm a senior on the team. You think I care if it's going to take you supposedly three years to put a competitive team on the field? I want to win now. And that's the thing about the situation at State. Anybody who would try to convince you that Mississippi State was in a situation that where someone would would make a philosophy change and therefore have to have two to three years to recruit to it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't even add up. You said uh, no up-and-coming coordinator will want to come there and know they only have two years to win with a program that doesn't get four- and five-star guys. You, you, you mean the same program that when they hired Joe Moorhead had three first-round picks? On one side of the ball? Yeah, now it was on defense. But they had also a second-round pick on the offensive line who's now the best rookie offensive lineman in the NFL, and Elton Jenkins? You mean that program? You see what I'm saying? That program was set up and ready to go win ball games, And they won eight last year. Should they have won ten? Yes. For a lot of different reasons. But this idea that... A coach goes into a place, and it's just going to take him time to get his players. Bull. Bull. I don't buy it. I dis- I really disagreed, and I've told you this, I disagreed with that approach when, when Kroom took the job. And so this logic, listen to me. Between now and tomorrow, this logic, people will tell you, oh, well, ma- making the decision to keep Moorhead or not is all about the egg ball. Why? That didn't make any sense at all. It makes no sense at all. To the idea that you're going to evaluate the coach to keep him or not based on how he does against a four-win football team? Tell me how much sense that makes. None. Well, if he's 6-6, six and six, you know, this year, fine. But if he goes 6-6 six and six next year, well, you, you fire him. Oh, really? You're going to waste a year? That logic makes no sense either. Folks, you do not and you will not judge Joe Moorhead or any other coach. If you're doing your job as an administration, you do not or you will not judge Joe Moorhead or any other coach based on one rivalry game. That is stinking thinking. That's what that is. Doggone it. I got Gator Greg on, and Greg, I don't know if, if the music's going to start and cut you off here, man. Uh, what's up? Maybe, maybe, I, well, uh, I, maybe I might hit you back after lunch. I'm I'm kind of near you here, so maybe I'll, I'll hit you back. But I will, I will say uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. I'm going to be at one football game, uh, not the one you're calling, although I'm going to have you in the ear, but I'm at another football game. That may be a hint where I'm going to be at, but I wish you the, the best. And you've got some solid analysis there. You don't base it off of one game. No. You look at the body of work. You look at trends. You look at the stats. Maybe one stat that I looked at, maybe uh, this offense, the, the Mississippi State offense, the, the, as far as the scoring. Got to go uh, quick, Greg. A deal. Hey, hey, Greg, hang on for me if you can, please. Um, I will. Because I want to hear what you have to say, so hang tight for me. Here we are, day before Thanksgiving, Farm Bureau Studio. Y'all stick around.
You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. 